Well, praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God this morning. Amen. Amen. We've got several as you can look around. Uh, and if you've been keeping up on our text and uh, on our Facebook group page, you know that we've got several that are sick. We want to continue to be praying for each one of them. Uh, we, you can take a look around and you can see those that are not here. Uh, with those that are not here, we do know that there are some of the uh, ministry positions are not there, we're having to put substitutes in in different places and uh, just having to work around and make sure that things happen. Just bear with us as we continue to move forward. We're just going to go through these waters together and we're going to make it on the other side. Why? Because God's with us all through every step of the way. Amen? Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning and ask God to move and minister in our services. If you would stand all over the house. If you have a prayer request, let it be known by lifting up your hand. God knows each one. If you joined us on live feed, I want to thank you for being a part of our services today. If you have a prayer request, please text it to the number on the bottom of the screen. And we're due, we are praying with you for those needs. Amen. I know God is able. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, again, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to join together to worship and praise you. Father, I pray right now that you'll touch and minister to the hearts and lives of each one that are in-house, those that have joined us on live feed. Father, I pray that you'll move in a mighty way. You see those that are, those that are sick, Father, I pray that you'll minister in their lives today in a way that only you can. God, I pray that you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out an anointing and a blessing upon this service today. Father, I pray that you'll just move and minister. Touch those in-house and those that are on live feet alike. Father, I pray that your anointing would bring and minister and bring peace to, that passes all understanding to the hearts and lives of each one. And God, I thank you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's children said, Amen and Amen. Let's give God a great hand clap of praise. Let's worship today. Amen. Let's worship Him in song this morning. Don't we have a mighty God?
this first verse one more time. I don't know about you, but I sort of look at the news and you sort of looking at things that's going on in the world around us and things seems like it's turned upside down. One moment this is happening, the next moment it's totally opposite. But you know what? This morning, I've come into the presence of Almighty God. I've walked past the gates of praise. And you know what happens when I've walked past the gates of praise? I'm supposed to enter into His gates with thanksgiving. I'm supposed to walk into the courts with praise. Amen? And so if I've entered into His presence, I've already got to be complaining about what's... No. I come into the presence of God and I need to be thankful. My God is able to bring me through the things I faced this past week. And my God is able to take me through what's going on the next week. I know we've got several that are sick and some that's been in the hospital and procedures and stuff like that. But you know what? I'm thankful that they was able to open their eyes and worship God one more day. And I've walked past the gates of praise and I've gone into His very presence. Listen as she sings this one more time. I'm going to tell you something. If you've got something that, whether you're in-house or live feet or life, you've got something that's burdened down, guess what? Those chains of burdens, those chains of, of headache, those chains of, of anxiety can be loosened as we enter into the presence of Almighty God. Let's worship with Him this morning. As I come into Your presence and pass the gates of praise into your sanctuary to her standing face to face i look upon your countenance i see the fullness of your grace and i can only bow down and say you are awesome lift your hands all over this house. Whatever's going on, whatever would be hindering you from getting into the presence of God, some would say, just take that back out the front door. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you right now, you need to let God take care of whatever's going on. Whatever may be hindering you from getting in the presence of God. Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. 
God, as we come into your presence, God, we've come past the gates of praise. We've entered right into your thanksgiving, into your presence with thanksgiving. And God, whatever the hindrances are, whatever the things that would hold us back, whatever the things that would bind us, God, right now, I'll turn it completely over to you. God, those worries, those anxieties, that depression, God, trying to figure out what's going to be here, what's going to be, what's happening next. God, I turn it all over to you and ask you to move this very day, this very hour. God, I praise you today. I magnify and I worship you. It's all these things that we ask in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's children said, Amen and Amen. Would you give God a great hand clap of praise as you're being seated this morning? Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for being here and worshiping with us today, whether you're in-house or you've joined us on live feed. Thank you so very much for being here. Amen. Well, I know that we've got many uh, that are not able to be here due to sickness, due to each thing that's happening. But I'm glad that you're here today, and I'm glad that those that have joined us on live feed I'm glad that y'all that you're able to be here today to worship and praise Him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Amen. You have your Bibles, if you will, turn with us. Turn with us to the book of Genesis, chapter 39. Over the last several weeks, the title of this is going to be. How God changes a lie into a blessing. How God changes a lie into a blessing. I'm going to tell you something. The devil is wanting to lie against you. Okay, about two of you agreed with me. The devil is wanting to lie against you. Amen? I'm going to tell you something, church. You need to understand this morning that there's a lot of things going to be happening in this last day that we're living Amen? You know, I, I had a conversation the other day with someone and I told them that I've been told that God doesn't work anymore. Lie. I've been told that God does not do the manifestation like He used to do. Lie. I've been told that God doesn't heal any. Lie. I've been told that God doesn't deliver. Lie. I don't forgot where I'm at. <laughs> I've been told that God doesn't uh, doesn't set fo folks free. Lie. I've been told that, that God doesn't want me to work in a lie. I've been told that there's nowhere for me to work in the lie. I've been told that there's nothing for me to do in the church. Lie. Hello. I'm gonna tell you something. Devils wanting you to believe a lie. But God's wanting to turn that lie into a blessing. I'll tell you something else the devil's wanting to do. Remember over the last several weeks we've been talking about how to hang on to the blessings that God's given to us. Amen? I don't know about you when God blesses, when, when somebody blesses me with something, I want to hang on to it. Somebody blesses me with a bottle of water, I'm going to hang on to it. 
Come on. Hello? If I take my glasses off, y'all can't leave. Y'all got to talk to me and let me know you're here. Come on. What we've got to understand is we've got to hold on to the blessings that God's given to us. Because the devil wants to take those and take them away. But also, the devil is trying to tempt you, hello, to believe a lie. The devil wants to entice you to believe a lie. Come on now. I'm not worthy, lie. Hello? I'm going to tell you a lot of lies today to be watching out for. Some of you just cringed, didn't you? Did you ever think that you'd be in a service and the preacher would tell you a lot of lies? Well, I'm happy to inform you I'm going to tell you a lot of lies this morning that you better be watching out for because the devil wants you to believe the lies. But God wants to take the lies and turn them into a blessing. You're not coming out of that financial struggle that you're in. Lie! Come on, church. Y'all got to help me. Y'all got to help me. You've got to understand that if you believe the lies that the devil wants to throw your way, then you're going to lose the blessings from God. I might as well stay home today because nobody will miss me. Ah! I can just stay home and worship God because, because I can receive everything at home that I receive at church. Well, you know what? I'm so thankful for, for live stream. I'm thankful that we have the ability that those that are not able to be here this morning, that they're able to be in the house of God with us via live stream. I want to tell you something. And several of you have had to watch live stream. Come on. Is it the same? The devil says it is. Guess what that is? Oh, I didn't hear nobody. Y'all remember I'm deaf, right? Y'all, I went back and I watched a couple of these past services when I told y'all, y'all, I needed y'all to... And guess what? I heard y'all on the live stream. So that those that are at home, they need to hear you into knowing that guess what? When the devil says it's the same at home as it is here, what is it? Hey, come on, church. It's a lie. But the devil likes to tempt you into believing that it's the truth. Now, I've laid this little bit of a foundation. That's a loose foundation, ain't it? And I want you to, I want you to watch what I'm fixing to tell you. Look at, look at Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39 Starting in verse 7. And after a time, Joseph's master's wife. I'm going to bring all this into spiritual in just a second, but just let's go with me. 
And after a time, Joseph's master's wife. And after a time, <laughs> the devil cast his eyes on you. I wasn't calling her a devil. But I'm telling you, you need to apply this in to what's going on in our society today. And after a time, the devil looks at you and says, I am going to tempt you. I am going to try to trip you up. I am going to steal the blessings God has laid before you. And after a time, Joseph's master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Hey, homeboy, come on over here. Because you look pretty. But verse, uh, where, go back, where do I, oh, verse 8 needs to be, I'm going I'm to give you, this version and then I'm giving you the DAL version to apply with what we're looking at because I need you to understand what God is trying to tell us. Hello? But Joseph looked the devil square eyeball to eyeball and said, uh-uh, keep your hands off of me. Because the God I serve has got blessings for me and you ain't touching what God has blessed me with. God says, I am not a loser, but I'm victorious. I'm not the tail. I'm, I don't know. God has made me triumphant and you ain't tripping me up. But Joseph refused and said, uh-uh, you better get away from me because my master has no concern about anything in the house and he's put everything... Does anybody remember over in a little book called Genesis... Where God placed everything under the care of what? Of who? 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 Come on! God placed man over everything that God has created on earth. God told man, you got dominion over all this. You take care of it. Joseph told the master's wife, said, uh-uh, the master plate. Is anybody hearing this? Dan, did you mute my mic? Is everybody hearing me? Come on now. Y'all know I really don't need a mic, right? Okay. The master has put me in charge over everything that the master has. Verse I'm going to try to preach a minute and a two in a minute. So y'all just hang on. Verse 9. There's nothing greater in this house 
He is not greater in this house than I am. He has not kept anything back from me except you. Now y'all hearing me. God said, please don't think that I'm trying to call Potiphar's wife a devil, okay? Although she's acting like a devil right here, okay? There's a lot of folks that are acting like the devil. Come on! Hello? Is anybody awake? I had somebody tell me one time, said, I can't go to your church. Why? Because I can't take my morning nap. Good. Then I had somebody to tell me, I can't, I can't come here no more. I said, why? It wasn't this church. I said, why? Because your church is as boring. I still ain't responding. <laughs> Look, there is something that God has told us. You can have everything. But there's something that God has told us we need to, we need to stay away from. What is that? Sin. Sin. The Bible is stock full of things. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And I'll hear people say, well, I can't do nothing as a Christian. Well, my Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. I'm going to tell you something, church. When the devil says you can't, you need to take a stand and say, my God says, I can. I can. But let me tell you this. There's things, why would I want to do that? Because that gets me away from God. There ain't a thing I want to do that keeps me away from God. So Joseph, now you, does anybody catch verse 9 now? All right, watch this. Verse 9, look at this. Go back, go back, come on. Come on. How... Since, all right, let me explain Joseph, then I'm going to explain this, all right? Joseph says, hey, the master has given me all these blessings. The master has placed all these things into my, into my care. The master has done all of this. Why would I sin against, oh, I said the word sin, didn't I? Why would I go against the master and get into the one area he told me, uh uh-uh, can't touch this? Hello? Four of you got the reference. Hallelujah. Come on now. Now watch this. Joseph said, How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. Let me tell you something, church. We've talked over the last three or four weeks about the blessings that God's given to us. We've talked about over the last several weeks about the blessings that God's poured in our lives. How 
how can I do something, some wicked thing, some sin, and go against God and lose everything God's given to us? But people do it every day. Verse 10. I don't even know what verses I got. Okay. And she spoke to Joseph day after day. When you don't, when you don't follow what the devil's trying to get you to do on the first go around, he ain't going to leave you alone. You know what I'm really irritated about, about church folks? You know one of the, one of the things that really irritates me about church folks is how they lie to new Christians. Y'all hearing me? A new Christian will... Now, that's many of you have been saved, saved since I've been here. Many of you have started coming since I've been here. Hey, live feed. I know there's a bunch of y'all watching. I've already been looking at the numbers. There's many of y'all's gotten saved since I've been here. Many of y'all have, have started coming to the church since I've been here. And this better never have been said to you because I'm going to clear it up right now. You got saved. That's probably, that's on the happy, that is the happiest day of your life. But that's also the day that the devil now has a bullseye on your head. It ain't going to get easy. It ain't going to get easy. It is going to be rough. But Andy, ooh, why would anybody want to be saved when you telling them stuff is that? Because people want to know the truth. And the truth of the matter is, you're going to face things in life before you get saved. You're going to face things in life after you get saved. You know what the difference is? The difference is, after you're saved, God's got you. Hello? About four of you got me. Come on now. You've got to understand, the going is always going to be tough. But God has got this. Things are going to turn upside down. But God. Things are going to be rough. But God. Things are not going to be easy. But God. Devil ain't going to like you. But. Come on now. I got an outline over there. I ain't even touched yet. Where are we at? Go to verse 11. But one day, the devil's going to sneak up behind. Y'all read that verse. I'm going to tell you my version. <laughs> but one day, when you're going to be doing, minding your own business, one day you're going to be there. You're going to be praising God. One day you're going to be witnessing. One day you're going to be doing something around the house of God. And nobody's going to be there to see you. 
Who really cares? God sees it. While we're here, let's pause on 11. Let me clear something else up. If you're doing a work in this church, I greatly appreciate you. But if you're doing a work in this church so that I'll pat you on the back, I need your resignation tonight. Did I say tonight? I need it now. Because if you're doing something so that somebody pats you on the back, you better stop. And you better find an altar. Oh, but Brother Andy, we need to have recognition and we need to, we need to appreciate our vol. I do. Because I'm going to tell you something. Especially over the last several weeks when we've had almost half. Last Sunday it was half, believe it or not. Of the congregation not able to be here because of sickness and other things. And that's some of us... A good bit of our volunteers, it gets rough. But God, come on. We don't need to get afraid. We don't need to get frightened. We don't need to get flabbergasted. We don't need to get bamboozled. We don't need to get upside down. We just need to grab a hold of the mighty hand of God and continue to press forward. Why? Because the Bible says, don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but keep pressing towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. Come on now. Does anybody think any of this is in the outline? Nope. Verse 12. Y'all read that. I'm going to tell you what my version is. Remember, I ain't calling anybody a devil. But she sure is acting like it. Because Joseph was about his own business. He was about doing what the master had called him to do. It's time, church, that we start to do what God has called us to do. And I'm going to tell you something. The devil's going to sneak in and try to grab a hold of your coattail. But there's a song that says that when... I'm going to paraphrase it. When we come into the house of God, we need to put on the garment of praise. It's high time that we quit complaining, griping, and grumbling. Well, God didn't touch me this week. He didn't do what I wanted Him to do. The pastor didn't even shake my hand. Well, guess what? Grow up. Get, I don't know where all this boldness came from. Y'all just going to have to hold on to the pew. Get rid of the pacifier and put on the garment of praise. Come on now. Now what happened here in verse 12? Yeah, that's my last verse. <laughs> Woo! I'm about ready to preach now. Look, the devil came in, grabbed a hoat, and said, let's sin. Nobody will know. You know what he did? You better get your hands off me, devil. 
And he got out of Dodge. But too many... Y'all ready to hear this? Don't tell anybody I told you this. Too many church folks will say, you know what, there ain't nobody around. Nobody will ever know. You can fool the Sunday school teacher. Hello? You can fool Sister Carrie. You can fool the student pastors and sister pastors and, and all the other folks. God don't tell anybody I told you this. You can even fool Brother Andy. But do you know what some of the teenagers in the church says? <laughs> Brother Andy always finds out. You might fool Brother Andy for a moment, but you'll never fool God. I don't care. Look, Joseph, can I be blunt? Can I be blunt right here? Y'all, Joseph was young. She was attractive. Are y'all here? I'm going to keep it G-rated. Don't everybody get scared. Four of you held your breath. Breathe. It's okay. We all see what's going on. Joseph is a young, attractive guy. She is very... This ain't none of this in my notes. She is a very pretty lady. Not only that, she has influence. Y'all hearing me? Sin's going to come... Oh my Jesus. Y'all don't want none of this. Sin comes in and sin is very attractive. It's got glitter. It's got, no, no, it ain't got glitter. We don't want no glitter in the house of God. That's why it ain't allowed. Sin ain't allowed because it's got glitter. Glitter ain't allowed here, okay? It gets on everything. I have washed my hair 14 times one time. Still had glitter. You ain't got no hair. Tell me how I had glitter in my hair. You've had that problem too, haven't you? That's what I say. See, y'all, sin has got glitter. Sin has sparkles. Sin is attractive. You better look at it and say, uh-uh, get thee behind me, devil. Hello? All right, now that I've laid the foundation, y'all ready for me to preach? Good. All right, watch this. Come on now. Oh, I forgot my timer. Oops. Can I start it now? Joseph was made stronger through temptation. Joseph was made stronger through temptation. 
God allowed Joseph to be tempted so that Joseph could learn. Y'all ready for this? Self-denial, discipline, and control. You need to understand something. Sin is very tempting. Sin is very... Y'all, I've been preaching on... I've been, well, look, we've been preaching when I can preach. We've been preaching since Pentecost about keeping the blessings of Pentecost. Do you know what makes you lose it? Sin. Come on now. Am I the only one who gets excited about all this? Well, then you're getting excited about sin. Now I'm getting excited about keeping the blessings that God's given to me. Come on now. What we've got to understand is sin is enticing. Sin is attractive. Sin causes us to go, huh? And question God. What we've got, Brother Andy, how do you, why do you get so excited? Why do you get so hyper? I don't know. It's the way God made me. You just better hang on. Temptation will try to trip you up. Temptation will cause you to stumble if you grab a hold of it. Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife. Obviously, she has watched Joseph over time. The devil's watching you. You want to know how you lose your blessing? By allowing the devil an inch. Come on. Oh, it's okay. I can, oh, y'all, y'all, we just can get real. I got my glasses off. Y'all can leave if you want to. God's going to get you. Live stream, you can turn it off. God's going to get you. The devil had been watching Joseph for some time. Y'all hear me? How do we lose the blessings? Give the devil an inch. He'll knock you out. Oh, brother, Andy, greater is he that's in me. You've already proven, if you've allowed the devil to come in, you've already proven greater is not he that's in you. Come on. You mean, brother Andy, because I'm saved, i got to be perfect? No, it was only one perfect. But I got to learn. You remember those commercials? Some of y'all don't remember these commercials. But you remember those commercials? Just, just say no. It's time for some church folks to say no to sin. It's time for some church folks. Do you know why? Addi- oh, y'all, y'all get this. Do you know why addiction is so addictive? Y'all hear me? Because it grabs a hold and you can't let it go. Do you know what sin is? Addictive. Come on. You want to lose the... I got about two in you here agreeing with me. I hope Brother Dan's got my back. He better be watching. Make sure nobody throws something at me. What we've got to understand is simply this. When you give the devil an inch and you say, Oh, I can get rid of him down the road. 
Next thing you know, he's come in. He has set up camp. He's brought in all the furniture. He's brought in all the cousins, the nieces, and the nephews. He's brought in everything else that the devil, that God has tried to tell you to get rid of. The devil's already brought it all in and take up camp. And now, how are you going to get rid of him? Come on now. What we've got to understand is if we want to get rid of the devil, we need to quit giving him a foothold. I don't even know what the time is because I ain't got glasses on, so I'm just going to give you this. Can, can, I, can we be real? Can we be just really real right now? I've had people to come to me. Y'all, I'm telling you something. This is straight up. I've had people to come to me and say, God, Brother Andy, I need you to pray that God would heal my body. What's wrong with your body? My sugar's out of whack. What'd you have for supper last night? You don't want to know. I had one person, this is a long time ago, y'all don't even try to point no fingers because this person ain't even in this building. Come to me on a Wednesday night, said, said that their blood sugar was 750. God's got to move. Doctors is going to do something tomorrow. God has got to move. And I looked at them, and I, I don't know where this boldness came from. Oh, Jesus, help me. I said, well, I know where the sugar problem's at. Brother Andy, it's the devil. No, it was your elbow. Because I seen on Sunday, that was when we could have fellowships. Come on. I seen the four plates. Come on now. Oh, but Brother Andy, God said he wouldn't put more. He won't put more on you than you can handle. He didn't say anything about what you put on yourself. All right, so I'm going to be real here. Hey, what time is it? How many minutes have got left? I walked over here. I can't can't hear. I'm going to be real. Listen to this. Listen listen to this. We're just going to lay all the food on the table here. Y'all just listen. I need God, this is, we're talking about the lies the devil throws at you. I need God to touch in my body. I need a physical healing in my body. The devil says it ain't going to happen because God don't do that no more. But my Bible says that God is the same Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I know that God has healed cancer then. God can heal cancer today. God has called the lame to walk today. God has caused the dumb to speak today. God has caused blind eyes to be open. He can do all those things today. 
Here's another, here's a, y'all, you're ready for this? Y'all, y'all don't want this one. This is going to touch close to home. I've been fighting this one for hours. Devil, the, and the devil, devil ain't going to win on this one. And God going to whoop me if I don't bring it out. I need God to bless in my finances. I need God to bless in my finances. Well, my Bible tells me that the God I serve owns the cattle of a thousand hills. That means he's rich. He's got gates of pearl. There's streets of gold. They ain't a thing too hard for my God. The devil's lies are you can't afford to pay your tithes. God says you can't afford not to. Brother Andy, I'm so sick and tired of hearing church folks, pastors and, and church leaders preaching and teaching on tithe because that's all you want is money. Now, I want you to get a blessing. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir about this. I am proud to say that we've got a great church body that knows how to give. Hello? But I'm also tell you something else. God still wants to bless financially in people's lives. But we've got to let God do it. And Brother Andy, you now you sound like every one of those TV evangelists and all that. No, if I wanted to sound like one of them, I'd say, God's going to bless you a hundredfold for every $100 you give. No, I'm going to issue you a challenge. God laid this on my heart about 6 o'clock this morning. This is where I'm fixing to close. You, listen, before I say that, listen, you've got to understand the devil knows how to lie to you. You have got to learn to tur- allow God to turn those lies into a blessing. Whether you're in-house or on live feed, I need you to listen to me right here very closely. You you ain't going to never hear a preacher say this. Forget everything that you think you've been taught from the Bible about giving. Just forget it all for just a moment. Okay? I need you to hear me. This is, this is something that God laid on my heart at 6 o'clock this morning. If you are not giving because the devil has lied to you and said you cannot afford to give or you're not giving what God has laid on your heart to give. I don't want you to think that I'm, that I'm trying to entice anybody to give any dollar amount of money because I am not. You can look around at the leadership folks of this church. One there, one back there, or two back there, one right there, one right here, and Brother Emery ain't here. And every one of them will tell you, that. look, in unison, they'll all shake their heads. You can watch them right now. 
God's blessed this church financially. So I'm not trying, look, I'm telling you this. Do you want God to bless you in your finances? The reason that God, I believe, laid this on my heart is because of several things. Number one, we got a lot of new folk. And number two, we're living in an economic turmoil in this world. There's a commercial the other day said this. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't give much stock to this stuff, okay? There's a commercial the other day said this. said, for everybody that is still depending on this, this, and this for your financial future, you are going to be robbed. My Bible tells me God's going to take care of his children. I got retirement plans. And my retirement plans do not involve the stock market. Do not involve the social. Do you got money in the stock? I sure do. I didn't say I didn't. I said my retirement plans do not involve social security. Do not involve the stock market. It does not involve any investments in 401ks or anything like that. But my retirement plan says God is going to take care of His children. Now, I'm going to issue this challenge. God said that if you are not, and I believe 100% that the reason that God has laid this on my mind is because how many in here needs your next paycheck? I don't care if you got a whole, I don't care if you got a million dollars in your savings account. You still want your next paycheck, don't you? Come on now. Brother Andy, you raised your hand. Is your cupboard's empty? No. You got savings? Yep. You still need your next paycheck, wouldn't you? I'm going to tell you this. But over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. We're talking about the devil throwing lies in your face. And we need to throw them back at him and, and hold on to the blessings of God. We need to let God turn the lies into a blessing. If you are not, I've, I've done this one time before. But if you're not giving, start at $10. Brother Andy, that ain't in the Bible. Start at $10 and watch God work. The Bible says, give as God has prospered you. That's what we're supposed to do. I give as God's prospered me. But I'm going to tell you something. We don't need to stop with finances. We need to give of our time, our skill set, and, and the efforts that God has placed in our lives. It's time that we stop allowing the devil's lies to rob us of our blessings. The devil says you can't. God says, I can. The devil says, you're a loser. God says, I'm victorious. The devil says, you're the tail. God says, I'm the head. The devil says that you're in a financial ruin. God says, you're in a financial victory. The devil says that, that health problems is just going to tear you up. The, the Bible says, and God says, I am a he, I am healed. The devil says you defeated. 
God says you're victorious. It's time to allow God to turn the lies into a blessing. Would you stand all over the house? I know that we started off and this boy this was show, everybody was just so shouting and everybody was all happy and, and great about oh them temptations. The devil, the devil can't tempt me. You know what the biggest area of temptation is not food. Biggest area of temptation in our lives is finances. You know what's always happened in our lives? Me and Sister Carrie would get to the point we'd have a little bit of money saved up. Then what would happen? We'd want something. Did we need it? We wanted it. Now let me just go ahead and tell you. If you don't think this ain't true then you ain't really met me. I am a cheapskate. I can pinch a penny and cause two dollars to come out. You don't believe me? Y'all, look, y'all see this beautiful redhead over here? I'm the last one. But there's been many a times, Brother Andy, you telling us you got tempted. Sure did. I'm a human being like, just like you. Then what else has happened? We'll save up a little bit of money. Something will tempt, something will tempt, something will tempt. And then all of a sudden, bam, four flat tires. Or at least four tires got to be changed because two of them was flat and two of them was bare. Is that close enough? Brother Andy, that ain't ever happened. You know what the best part of it was? It happened three times in two weeks one time. Because somebody hit the curb and we won't say nothing about all that. If the devil can't tempt you, he's going to do something to cause you to stumble. But I have got to keep my eyes Focused on the prize of the high calling of God. Tire needs to be replaced. You know what? Oh, I got to... Sp- no, I'm so glad I've got the finances to take care of that. Quit complaining and give God thanks. Come on now. Did I really want to write that check? No, I didn't. That's why I made her write it. (laughs) But I was thankful that the finances was there to to cover that check so it wouldn't bounce like a rubber ball. Y'all hearing me? But then you ain't supposed to cause laughter and stuff in church. This ain't ain't a laughing matter. No. God's got a sense of humor. But I'm going to tell you something, church. All seriousness, we need to start allowing God to turn the lies of the devil into a blessing. Would you bow your heads all over the house? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, God, we want to thank you and we want to praise you for the blessings that you've given us. Father, I thank you right now. I know that, number one, this outline did not exactly go as its own paper. 
But God, I firmly believe that this outline has gone the direction you would have it to go. God, I firmly believe with every ounce of my being that you want to turn the lies of the devil into a blessing for our lives. I also firmly believe that you want us to hang on to the blessings that you've given to us. God, I'm asking you right now to touch the hearts of everyone that's here, those that's in-house and those that's on live feet alike. Father, I'm praying that you would move in a mighty way in our lives. God, I pray right now that you would help us to put our trust and our dependence on you. Help us to know that we're not the tail, but we're the head. Help us to realize we're not defeated, but we're an overcomer. Help us to see a way out of the physical ailments. Help us to see a way out of the financial destruction. God, help us to be victorious. Help us to have the blessings that you have for us. God, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Those that are on live feed, thank you so much for being a part of our services. Join us back at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen. Those that are in...